Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time, I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everyone, before we jump into the message that God has laid on my heart for us this week, I just have to give a little shout out to a listener who left a review over on the Apple podcast, iTunes, whatever you call it. They changed their their name and I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so the the handle uh, on on the Apple podcast is C Bass Master, C Bass Master and she said this. This is podcast is a weekly refreshment to my soul, my heart, and my mind. Susan is encouraging and speaks truth from God's word. Thank you for filling my cup. Hey, Sea Bass Master, if you are listening today, I first of all just want to say thank you for taking time to leave a review and for tuning in every week. Thank you so much for your kind and generous words. Um, you know, and I just say that right back to you, your words and that you uh, just took a couple minutes to leave a review fills my cup. In fact, I feel like my cup is overflowing when I saw that. So thank you. Your words and are just so kind and so generous really means a lot to me. So Seabass Master, if you're listening, Thank you. And you know what? Can I just put a shameless plug in for the importance of rating podcasts with stars and reviews? They matter. And here's why. It's not about it's not about me. <laughs> Back in the day before I started writing books and, you know, recording podcasts, I um, you know, kind of looked at people asking for, hey, would you take a couple minutes and leave a review on the book or, you know, whatever the thing is. And I used to think, eh, not today. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> Um, you know, or I used to think, why do you keep asking? Like, did you not get hugged enough as a child? <laughs> Just true confessions. But you know, being on the other side of that, I get it. I get it now. And here's why. It's, it was never about the author or the podcast host or wherever else, um, you know, reviews are given. Here's why. It's the, the world of algorithms, I mean, I know that's kind of techy, but just to give you, um, just to kind of give you, a, you know, kind of a little insider scoop into how algorithms work. Let's say someone is, you know, maybe wanting to look up a particular topic. You know, maybe they're looking for some encouragement, you know, biblically speaking, or they're just really looking for a podcast, for example, for for women, specifically for women, and they just want to be encouraged in their calling and who they are in Christ. And, and so, you know, they do a search. Well, if that particular podcast has a lot of, you know, just a lot of reviews and stars, they are up a little bit higher. And so they're easier to find. And I really believe in this message that I'm putting out into the world. You know, it isn't something that I came up with. It's something that God has laid on my heart. And, you know, when when you take a couple of minutes to slap on some stars for a review or, you know, take a couple of minutes to actually write something out, it matters. It matters. It helps the podcast. It helps the books kind of increase their visibility so that so that people that are 
are, you know, specifically women because, um, you know, that's who I'm wanting to connect with when they are looking for um, encouragement in a particular area of their lives, they're able to see, oh, here's this book or here's this podcast. And, and so it helps me to be able to reach more women with this message that God has laid on my heart. And you don't have to, you know, when it comes to reviews, you don't have to leave a, a book. <laughs> you don't have to leave you know, a paragraph. It can just be one sentence. I love this podcast or this podcast is so encouraging. This book helped me a lot. Or, I mean, so it's just something really simple. It doesn't have to be anything extravagant, but they matter. They really matter. And so thank you so much. Thank you, C. Bassmaster. That really means a lot to me. I read all of the comments. I read all of the reviews. And, you know, Apple, the way that their, their system is. I'm not able to reply to to reviews, you know, to say thank you in that way. Um, and so that's why I'm unable to respond. But I do like to give shout outs here on the podcast just to know that your your review, it, it was seen by me and it meant a lot. So thank you. Um, all right. With further ado, let's get into the topic for this week. Hey everyone, welcome back to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vanden Heuvel and if you are new around here, can I just say welcome to the podcast. I'm glad that you're here. So honored that um, you're tuning in this week. I hope that you find value here and that you're just encouraged and feel empowered and equipped to live the best life that God wants you to have. That is just really the heartbeat behind this podcast was, you know, I, I kind of started this out of just something that, that the Lord was working out on the inside of me, being empowered and equipped to, you know, fulfill the things that God has called me to do here on the earth. And, you know, I, I didn't really have people really kind of coming alongside me to show me the ropes and, you know, give me a leg up and speak into my life. Uh, and so I decided that, you know, I can, I can either stand here and wait for someone to invite me to the table and, you know, be able to recognize that I have something to offer and that I can maybe contribute to whatever, or I can build <laughs> build a table and invite people to the table. I just really began to understand that God had placed things on the inside of me, that he had given me tools to do the things that he has called me to do. And so I just really have a heart to be that, what I didn't have in my own life, in the life of other women. Uh, you know, I think that sometimes we can allow, well, there's just always a choice, isn't there? I mean, you know, we can choose to allow the things that we go through in this life to make us bitter or make us better. Uh, just a little side note, I did a podcast episode on that a few weeks ago. So if that piques your interest and resonates with you at all, scroll back and you'll find that. It's maybe about a month ago. Anyway, you know, in this area of of just so desperately wanting someone and even, you know, different times taking a risk and asking someone to mentor me and help me along in certain areas, you know, for whatever reason, they just weren't willing to, um, you know, maybe, maybe they just didn't feel like they had anything to offer or they were busy or, <laughs> you know, maybe they didn't see any potential in me. I don't know, but I, I had a choice to, you know, allow that to be bitter and to be, you know, just kind of feeling self-pity and, and that kind of thing or, you know, allow that to make me better and be in the lives of other women what I wished I would have had. So welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're here. She Connects is a safe place for you. You're always welcome here. Um, you're welcome to ask questions. You're welcome to lean in. Um, some of the episodes, you know, we, we go there. We, we talk about the hard things and the things that are tripping us up and the things that sometimes we don't necessarily want to admit to, <laughs> but they're there. And so 
I just want you to know that whether it's me bringing an episode to you, uh, you know, with whatever God has laid on my heart for us, you know, on that given week, or I'm inviting a guest on the show, just know that you have a friend here and you have someone that cares about you, believes in you, and is believing for you. So welcome um, to the She Connects podcast. This week, I want to I want to talk about the topic of rebuilding trust in relationships. I know that that is going to be something really big (laughs) um, to tackle this week. Uh, I don't think that it's going to be completely covered and hammered out in, you know, a 30, 40 minute podcast episode, but I really believe that, you know, if you lean into the things that God has laid on my heart for us this week, that this could possibly be for you the beginning of having some changes in your life in this way. If you feel like, you know, trust has been broken in in relationships and it's been painful, you've gone through some things in life. I I just I get you. I I just have a lot of empathy toward that. If you're not aware, I wrote uh, my third book and it was released last fall. Um, it was titled "Her Heart Is Free: Rising, Healed, and Whole." In that book, I talk about specific things that, very vulnerably, I might add, (laughs) you know, September was, I don't know, however many months ago, five months ago, but I still feel like in some ways I joke with um, people that are closest to me that I feel like I'm still struggling with vulnerability hangover. (laughs) I mean, I, I wrote pretty vulnerably in that book. And, you know, again, that's just really kind of how I roll. It's how I'm wired. I really believe in allowing people into my life, you know, kind of pulling the curtains back a little bit and allowing people in. And, you know, not that I necessarily have to give everybody the intimate, um, you know, the nitty gritty play by play of my life, but I really believe we connect with one another when we are willing to share parts of our story and hopes that someone else might be spurred on in their faith and encouraged. I can't sit for me personally. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but just to give you just a little heartbeat behind why I'm so passionate about that is for me personally, I have a hard time sitting and and listening to someone speak or listening to a podcast or reading a book and they're wanting me to believe that life is all rosy and they never have any struggles, you know, kind of pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You got this. You can do this. You know, you're great. You're amazing. You can, you know, um, all the things. And I just, I have a really hard time connecting with that because my life has not always been easy. I have gone through my share of struggles and if the Lord is listening, which I know that he is, I've had enough <laughs> of of struggles. So God, if, if you so choose to not send any or allow any more struggles my way, thank you. <laughs> of course, I know that that's not going to happen because we live in a fallen world, but You know, I just don't think that we could ever escape going through things. And, you know, God is so good. I really believe that, you know, if he allows something into our lives, you know, we can we can see that there's going to be a purpose in that. Romans 8, 28 tells us that for we know that God works all things together for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And so when it comes to the pain of having trust broken, you know, the pain of betrayal, the pain of of having confidence broken, you know, maybe you shared something really intimate with someone and they decided to not keep it close to their heart, but share it with everybody. You know, there's there can be purpose in that, that God can use it for the good because that's what he does. And so when, when I'm sitting you know, listening to someone, whether it's in person or a podcast or a book that I'm reading, 
I just can't connect with life is great and you know you're you know you're just always going to have an easy road. I just don't think that that's even realistic. I, I don't believe that that's even biblically supported. But what I can connect with is when someone is you know sharing a message, whether it's in person, you know, at my church or an event that I'm attending. Um, you know, Bible study or a podcast or a book that I'm reading, and they're sharing parts of their story, and then they they don't leave it there, but they say, "Here's what God did. Here's what God did in that time of my life, in that pain, in that season. Here's how He showed up and helped me. Here's how my faith grew. Here's how my relationship with Him was was just deepened and." I, you know, grew in my faith and I had a deeper hunger for, for prayer and for study of his word. And I just felt more connected through worship. And I can connect with that. I can connect with that in that, wow, you know, if, if God can do that for that person, that spurs me on in my faith and encourages me that because I know God is not a respecter of persons, that what he does for that person, he is willing and able to do in my life. And so that's why it's really important for me to just, you know, create and foster an atmosphere, whether it's here on the podcast or in the books that I read, or I'm sorry, in the books that I write, um, that, or, you know, even at the, the She Rises events, I'm just really committed to fostering that atmosphere where, hey, you know what? You're not alone. You're not alone in your challenges, in your fears, in your doubts, in your questions. You have a friend here, and I just want to encourage you that you're not alone. So speaking of She Rises, uh, just a quick little commercial. You know, we are really in full-on planning, preparing, and praying mode for She Rises 2021. It's happening April 9th and 10th. This year's theme is Brave rising to just, you know, make an impact in our world. And we need that. Amen. <laughs> we, we need to see some change. We need to see a move of God in our world. All right. So let's dive into this week's episode of Rebuilding Trust. You know, I think that sometimes people walk out of our lives uh, for, you know, just a various of different reasons. Relationships change as, you know, as we just age in life, you know, as we are moving along in life, you know, it, it would behoove us to learn how to ebb and flow with the different changes in relationships. But it's really important because relationships are always evolving and changing as a natural part of our lives. It's really important to heal any wounds of, of, you know, mistrust or abandonment or anything relationally within our hearts, because if we don't heal in our hearts, we will continue to filter those changes in relationships through the wounds of our past when sometimes they're just changing because it's just a natural part of life. Not all of the time, but sometimes they are. And so sometimes when, you know, just those natural occurrences happen, if we're not in a healthy place in our heart, we will continue to, um, you know, walk around feeling as though that is our identity, that we are forever going to be forsaken and left behind and abandoned. Um, it's really kind of adopting that orphan spirit, if you will, uh, when that is not God's heart for you. I have had to walk through a lot of abandonment type issues in my life. And, you know, while that has been a part of my life, I don't, and I can identify with that pain. It is not my identity. Those are two different things. Let me repeat that. I can identify with abandonment, 
and mistrust and people changing their minds about me and walking out of my life, but that's not my identity. My identity is that I am chosen, that I'm not an orphan, that I'm a daughter of of God, that I'm a child of God, that I, I'm a citizen of heaven, that I'm not just wandering around aimlessly in life, but that God has chosen me as his very own. So people change their minds about us and withdraw their love and support in our lives. You know, simply it could just be because, you know, uh, we made a decision to better ourselves or, you know, to move in the direction of healing. And, you know, they they just kind of feel like I can't support you in that. I don't see that. I don't understand that. And so they change their minds and they just kind of walk out of our lives. And I, I think that for me, while the seed of, of abandonment um, was planted, you know, as a young child, you know, over the course of my life, when people have changed their minds about me and didn't want to be my friend anymore, it really kind of began to add to the narrative in my mind that that is who I am, but that's a lie. Uh, And so I needed to be healed and set free from that wound of my past. Sometimes relationships change simply because of, like I said, just normal, you know, life changes. You know, we move uh, to a different city uh, and it's just harder to maintain long distance relationships, even with the use of technology. It's just, it's just, harder. Um, You know, life changes, major life changes, such as getting married or becoming a new mom or changing jobs. Uh, Sometimes it's a change in our values change. You know, it's just as being, um, you know, I'm going to be 51 here in a couple of weeks. My birthday is, is here in March. And, you know, as I've, as I've aged, some of my values have changed. The things that I value and um, hold near and dear to me at this age necessarily weren't that strong in my um, in my list of values, you know, in my 30s and even in my 40s. And so we just learned to ebb and flow with that. But what I want to talk about this week is when it's hard to trust again and be in relationships with people. You know, if we're going to be honest, I think that sometimes when trust has been eroded in uh, several relationships, it feels safer to, you know, just kind of live alone, kind of live as an island unto ourselves and not be in relationships, even though deep within us, if we're honest, we crave community. You know, God created us for community. He didn't create us for isolation and to walk through life alone. He created us to lean on one another and to have community. But man, I, I've been there. Uh, I have been there where we just kind of feel like, boy, I want healthy community around me. I want to have good friends in my life, but that just feels a little too risky risky for me. And I'm not sure that I want to take that risk. Are you there? Have you been there? You probably know what I'm talking about. We've all been there. It's just a part of living life uh, in this fallen world and being in relationships with imperfect people. I think that over the 18 plus years of being in active ministry and sitting across from women that are are hurting in, especially in this area, uh, I think that one of the biggest questions that I have been asked is this, will I ever be able to trust again? Hands down, I would say that that is probably, you know, when we're talking about relationships, that has been probably the biggest question that women tearfully ask me. Will I ever be able to trust again? And my short answer is yes. My longer answer is yes. Trust can be rebuilt, but not overnight. Not overnight. And I think that it's okay for you to take your time in rebuilding that. I'm going to give you some very specific points in, you know, just finding that healthy community and who should be in, you know, direct relationship and have that upfront seat in your life here uh, shortly. But 
I, I just want to encourage you that it, it's going to take some time. It's not going to happen overnight to give yourself grace, you know, to not stay stuck in isolation and in mistrust because that's not God's best for you. Uh, he does want you in healthy community. The pain of loneliness in my life allowed me to appreciate and value the friendship of God above all else. The pain of people changing their minds about me, the, the pain of people, you know, watching them walk out of, my, out of my life because they felt like they could no longer support a decision that I made for, you know, just my own health and well-being. And they just, you know, kind of fell off the radar. <laughs> I, I allowed that pain of loneliness, that pain of abandonment in my life to really kind of push me into the arms of Jesus, push me to the foot of the cross, the feet of Jesus, and really deepen my relationship with him. And through that, I've been able to better appreciate and value his friendship that he says that I am a friend of God. You know, having the wrong people around us can actually keep us stuck and from making forward progress. And that's not God's heart for you. So it's really important for you and for me to have healthy community around us. Jesus experienced people changing their minds about him and walking away. When we look at his earthly ministry in the in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, he, he definitely experienced that. People, you know, withdrew their support of him. People withdrew their presence in his life and and walked away changed their mind that they felt like you know I just don't feel like I can continue to support you in this and I'm gonna turn and walk away definitely we see that in John's gospel chapter 6 where people withdrew from his life and he he turned to the disciples and and asked them do you also want to walk away do you also want to walk away? And Peter um, rightfully answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? For you have the words of eternal life. So definitely Jesus experienced people leaving his life, walking away, walking out of his life. And I think that quite possibly the the biggest example of that was in was in the garden when he was arrested, you know, betrayed and arrested, and all of the disciples fled, leaving him alone, you know, after they said that they would never leave him, they would never walk out, you know, we're we're gonna be with you to the end. Well, when push came to shove, they scattered and so you know, I really just want to encourage you that your Savior, Jesus, the Son of God, the King of Kings, he experienced this this pain of abandonment and watching people as they just walked out of his life. But the thing that that I I want to encourage you in is that Jesus couldn't make people want him. He couldn't make people want him, which is obvious here, you know, in these different examples in the Gospels. And it kind of gives us some some freedom and some weight off of our shoulders that if he couldn't make people want him, we can't either. Why? Because we can't change people, right? We can't change people. And he has never given you and me the responsibility to try to prove ourselves to people, to, you know, chase people around and to, you know, uh, make them want to stay or cling to them to make them want to stay or try to convince them that, that we're, that we're really great people, that we're kind and that we're loving. And, you know, I'm just wanting a change in my life, but that doesn't mean that I'm all of a sudden, this this bad Christian girl, and, and I, I want you to stay. I want you to continue to believe in me and support me. Listen, Jesus didn't do that. He didn't chase people around. He didn't cling to them. He didn't beg them to stay. He didn't try to convince them that this was the better option. God created you and me and everyone on the face of the planet with a free will. Of course, he wants us to exercise that to choose him. He's not going to force it on us. He's not going to manipulate us. And I, I just, you know, it always comes back to the heart. God wants us, 
you know, to have our hearts in this. And, you know, who wants to be in a forced relationship? I don't. I don't. And I'm going to venture to say that you don't either. And so it comes to back to the heart, doesn't it? All right. So, yes, trust can be rebuilt, but it doesn't happen overnight. It's not going to happen overnight. So when it comes to having a healthy community around you, these are the things, just going to give you everything that the Lord has taught me over several years here in in just a matter of a few minutes. (laughs) So be encouraged that while I'm on the other side of this and I've been able to implement these different things in my life and, and have healthy community around me. It didn't happen overnight, and so be encouraged. Um, It it took me a while to work this out um, with God's help in my own life. All right, so three big things that I have found that have really helped me in, in just you know, keeping a healthy community. And then I'm going to, I'm going to give you some additional tips in rebuilding trust and having, uh, and being able to recognize who is a healthy community and who should be around you. Okay. So the first three things is keep your expectations realistic. Keep your expectations realistic. Number two, keep things uncomplicated. Keep things uncomplicated. You know what? I think that women are notoriously famous for overthinking things. And um, and so when we can instead be in a relationship and, and just, you know, keep expectations realistic and, um, you know, to keep things uncomplicated, that's going to serve everybody really well. The third thing is boundaries. I'm telling you. I love the topic of boundaries. I think that we can clearly see in the Bible that God is pro boundaries. <laughs> um, and so those three things have, have just really served me and my healthy community around me really well. Uh, you know, uh, isolation, again, I said it earlier, it bears repeating. Isolation is not healthy and it is not God's best for you. Healthy boundaries are healthy and help you live in God's best for you. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 says that iron sharpens iron. You know, as you think about people that are around you, are those people sharpening you? In other words, are they helping you to, you know, reach higher in your faith? Are they helping you to deepen your relationship with the Lord? Are they are they, you know, in um, in a spirit of love and wanting the very best for you? Are they willing to challenge maybe, you know, a, a toxic mindset or, you know, a decision that, that mm, I don't know about that. You know, maybe let's just kind of sit and rest on that and, and let's pray about that for a little bit. Are they sharpening you? Are they wanting you to, you know, just grow in your, in your understanding of who God is and and, you know, encouraging you to, you know, deepen your faith walk. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20 tells us to walk with the wise and you will be wise. Just two of many scripture verses that emphasize this important aspect of our lives as it relates to relationships. The people that we surround ourselves is really important. It's really important. Um, I just just really cannot stress that enough. You know, I think that you know just to give you just to give you a, an idea of of what your circle should sound like, um, what they should look like. You know, the people that are around you, you know, have that kind of up close, up front type space in your life. Those intimate type relationships, they should want to see you win. They should want to see you win. They should want to celebrate with you when you have good news. They're not jealous of you. They're not, you know, somehow competing with you. Your circle should want to see you grow in your faith. Your circle should want to see you pursue God's best for your life and willing to lovingly, like I said, call out toxic mindsets. Your circle should be supportive of your boundaries. They should be respectful of of your values and the boundaries that you've established for you and your marriage and your life. And, you know, they're not being disrespectful and challenging them. They're not 
critical of, of your decisions in that, in that area of your life, but instead they're supportive. Your boundaries might look differently than, than say they have, but nonetheless, they're supportive of your boundaries. Your circle should share your core values. Your circle should add value to your life. So, so, you know, maybe there's, there's some space here for you to um, maybe just do a relationship assessment, do some reflection. Gosh, you know, the people that are speaking into my life, are they sharpening me? Do they fall in this, in these categories here? Do they want to see me win? Do, uh, you know, are they, are they competing with me somehow? Are they um, talking down to me? Are they critical of me? How do I feel when I when I leave a coffee date or a lunch date with them? You know, do I feel encouraged and built up even though maybe they um, lovingly shared a hard truth with me, but I know their heart and that it's for me and I'm willing to, you know, just kind of take a look at what they're sharing or are they, you know, kind of being critical of you and, and, you know, trying to push you down or are they lifting you? You know, it's just really important to uh, uh, just really take a look at that because like I said earlier, the people that we have around us, they are critical in our, just the course in our life that we're taking, our progress in moving forward in healing and freedom and the things that God has for us. I do want to, I do want to encourage you that we're not looking for perfection here. I mean, that is not, that is not the aim here. You know, if, if we're looking to be in the perfect relationship, boy, we're going to be looking a long time. And I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say, we're probably going to be looking high and low for the rest of our lives because perfection in a relationship is not out there. It just isn't. It just isn't. You know, the people that are like up close and have that front row seat in my life, you know, do do we always see eye to eye on things? No, we don't. Do we always do we always agree on things? Nope, we don't. Do we disappoint one another every now and then? We do. Why? Because we're human and we're imperfect. But we, you know, we're willing to to maintain uh, that that relationship because we know that we know their hearts, right? We know their their intent and their motives in maybe sharing a different perspective and and speaking hard truth into our lives. It, we just because we've established that rapport with them. You kind of track where I'm going here, right? Uh, so anyway, all right. So how how do we? begin to, you know, build this healthy community around us? How do we recognize what is healthy community? Here we go. Are you ready? <laughs> Take notes or you're going to have to maybe hit replay, um, push the pause and do the 30 second replay thing. I don't know. Um, I, I just really am going to give you some very practical tools to add to your toolbox. Number one, Number one is what I refer to as this courting um, or dating aspect. In other words, you're giving a little of yourself and you're going to see how they carry that. How do they respond to that? You know, for example, you, uh, you know, you're uh, meeting someone new or maybe you're you're going out for coffee or for lunch with someone that maybe you've had brief conversations with like at church or wherever your mom's group or wherever and you decide you know maybe maybe we could go out for coffee and, and I'd like to get to know this person this courting and dating aspect you're giving a little bit of yourself to that person and and you're watching and you're listening for uh, how they respond to that. You know, are they are they being critical of it? Are they being dismissive of it? Are they laughing at you? Are they, you know, affirming you? Are they, you know, just how are they responding to that? Uh, and I would not encourage anyone to you know, just really be kind of a gusher and, and give just really intimate, uh, private details of your heart to someone, but you're kind of being willing to put yourself out there just a little bit 
kind of in this courting dating aspect because you want to see how they're going to respond with the little parts of you that you're willing to give to them. And, and then, you know, you maybe can give a little bit more the next time that you, that you meet for this person. That's wisdom, my friend. That's just plain wisdom. Listen, there's a difference between guarding your heart and walling yourself off. This right here is wisdom in guarding your heart. Wisdom in guarding your heart. Matthew chapter 7 verse 6 tells us to not cast our pearl before the swine. <laughs> and I want to I want to preface preface what I'm saying here. I am not calling people swine. <laughs> I am not doing that. <laughs> Jesus, you know, he taught in parables, and parable is is just really a short story to um, illustrate a point, you know, um, illustrate uh, something that you can uh, easily understand and apply to your life. Um, and so, what he's saying here, and what I'm what I'm trying to get to in this first point of this courting and and dating aspect is not everyone can be trusted to hold the special and tender places of your heart. Not everyone can be that for you. And so this courting and dating aspect is going to be able to allow you to see, can this person be trusted with this little piece of my heart that I'm willing to, to give away? How do they handle that? Not everyone, not everyone in, in my life has equal access to me and to my heart. I have a lot of people in my life. I love the people in my life. I value the people in my life. I care about the people in my life, but not everybody has a front row seat to my life. Not everyone has that up close intimate space and uh, has access to my heart. And again, that's just wisdom to, to understand that not everyone should have equal access to our hearts. Not everyone gets to hear my heart on what I feel God is speaking to me and doing in my life. Why? Because not everyone um, has proven themselves to be trustworthy and able to hold that space for those tender places in my heart. All right, that's really kind of boundaries for yourself. You're establishing boundaries for you and for your heart. All right, number two. Number two. So number one was the courting or dating aspect. Number two is um, you're going to listen to how they talk. Listen to how they talk. As you go into you know the possibility of building a relationship with someone and you know building trust with someone, you're going to go in with your ears wide open. You're listening to what words they use when they talk about other people. Are they gossiping about other people? Are they tearing other people down? Are they sharing what you would consider very private details of, of their lives, of this other person's live, lives? You know, are they saying things to you like, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but... Mm, you know, that's kind of a red flag, right? That's kind of a red flag. Uh, how did they talk about themselves? Are they critical of themselves? Are they tearing themselves down? Are they, uh, you know, how do, how do they talk about anything that you hold as valuable? For example, let's say um, you're a married person and your marriage is something that, that you hold as valuable. Are they condemning of, of married people? Are they condemning of, of people that you know, have a core value of, of church attendance. So listening, ears wide open, listening to how people uh, are talking. Chances are if, if people are using, using language and talking about things in that manner, that's not someone that, that you want to give your heart and rebuild trust in because I don't know. I mean, if they're, if they're talking about and feel confident in sharing intimate details with you about another person, what does that say about you and the things that you would share with them? Yikes, right? Number three, observation. Observation. So one is the courting dating aspect. 
Two was um, you're going in with ears wide open, listening to how they talk. Three is observation. You're going into this with eyes wide open. How do they interact with other people? In observation, you're able to observe how they interact with other people. Do they seem to be kind of like cliquish? Do they kind do they do they seem to be kind of like this exclusivity and they you know they have even though they're kind of in like a, a small group type setting they just really kind of want the attention of of the leader or you know they just they want to have kind of like a private conversation in a group type setting and and you know they just kind of are wanting to have a have a conversation that is above everybody else's head and so they're they're kind of like leaving other people out or are they inclusive are they including others are they including you in in those conversations all right number four so number one was the courting dating aspect number two ears wide open listening to how they talk number three eyes wide open observation number four is remembering there's a difference in doing life with people and doing things with people let me repeat that there's a difference in doing life with people and doing things with people so for example you know maybe your coworker or the mom's group you maybe have some commonalities in you know schedules and you're both maybe you know a young mom or you know you're kind of share those common things they're people that you can be friendly with but there's no commonality in in your core values and so you know that might not be someone that that you can necessarily let in right away to hold that intimate up close uh, front row seat in in you know in your life not that that wouldn't be able to develop in the future but you know when it comes to establishing that and trying to recognize could this person be that person you'll want to use the other three filters the other three filters and so you might share commonalities you know kind of in the onset and that's where the connection begins but if it's going to go farther i would just encourage you to begin to implement those three filters that i that i mentioned before that last one there um you know doing things with people and doing life with people those are two different things remember that you were created for community again uh, i know that i've said that a couple of times but you know it just isn't god's heart for you to do life alone and to live in isolation that's not what he wants for you that's not his best for you hebrews chapter 10 25 tells us to not forsake the assembling together it is within community that we are encouraged and edified and spurred on um, it's in community that we find healing and, and encouragement and, and support and we're lifted up it's within community so can I just humbly encourage you you know if you're at this place where man I don't know it just feels so risky I want healthy people in my life I want I want to have good friends around me can I just encourage you to invite God into that space in your heart and allow him to begin to heal you from the inside out and um, and just bring that pain bring those wounds to him and allow him to heal you and and with God's help would you allow him to help you start again would you be willing to help um, to ask him to help you to start again by utilizing the steps that we've covered here you can begin to create a healthy community around you you know these are tools that that you can begin building your own table you can begin like I said at the beginning of this podcast I decided that you know what I can I can choose to continue to stand here or you know what I'm gonna go build a table and I'm gonna invite people into into my sphere of influence people that are looking for healthy community people that have been overlooked and rejected and 
and not supported. And you know what? I've found plenty of them. <laughs> and so, um, you know, had I not been willing to take that risk, and let me tell you, it felt incredibly risky to me. It felt incredibly risky to me. Continuing to live with my heart walled off in isolation, that felt a lot more comfortable to me. But you know what? Had I not uh, just trusted the Lord and allowed him to help me take this bold, risky move in beginning to implement these tools and build uh, a table, I wouldn't be sitting here with this podcast And you know what? You wouldn't be seated here either. And so welcome to the table. Welcome to the She Connects table. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad that you're a part of this community. You belong here. You are welcome here. Uh, And so I I just want you to know that, that there is a healthy community out there for you. That, you know, you're welcome here, but even personally uh, in your life, you are worthy of having people love you well. You are worthy of having people care for you deeply. You are worthy of that. You're worthy of of having healthy people around you. So start again. Begin again. Start out small. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. In, in fact, I encourage you in that. Start out small. That's wisdom. Start out small. Is there one person, one person that you can begin to think of Um, you know, ask God in, you know, pray about it and ask him to lay someone on your heart that you can reach out to and, and invite out for coffee to begin building relationships and begin building trust again, because God does not want you living in, um, in mistrust. He doesn't want you living bound to that. That's not God's best for you. All right, so um, I've kept you long enough. I hope that this episode added value to you. I hope that you were encouraged and spurred on in your faith. Just know that I believe in you. I'm believing for you. And know that you are seen, you are loved, you are heard by a God who created you. All right, take care. Have a great week. See you next time. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them, and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.